getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host. I am Fergus. I'm joined today by Old Man Trevor, Big Steve and Albert. We are going to look at the Man United game. Uh, that's on at 5.30 this evening. Uh, really, 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 really a big game for me. Both my brothers are Man United fans, uh, so it's always a big one in our household. Um, and we'll also take a quick look back at the victory at uh, St. Mary's on Tuesday as well. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, welcome in the chat and welcome, Albert, Steve, Trev. Albert, how are you? Hat on, hat off, T-shirt on, T-shirt off. You know, well, was... I, wasn't, I wasn't sure, mate. I was getting a bit hot in there, mate, even though the weather's terrible. <laughs> I can see you in the background going, do I wear a hat, yeah, do yeah, I not? Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on here? But no, I'm good. I'll keep him well, mate. Good to, good to be back on. Good. Steve, how are you? You haven't been on for a few weeks. Yeah, no, I'm good. Been been having some time off watching watching everybody else coming on. Always always good to sit back and, and see what everyone else has to say. Um, but yeah, good. Still here up north. Still here up north. And yeah, just looking forward to the game now. Yeah. And Trev, really love, loving, loving that T-shirt, Trev. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Oh, I love it too. Wish I wasn't here talking to you now. Wish I was in a boozer somewhere up near the Emirates because this is the game I missed most. I, I, I just desperately wish we could be there today to watch us turn them over. But not to be, so I'm here happily talking to Stephen Albert and putting up with you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, as I said in our WhatsApp chat, top four is on, so I will maintain the Heineken uh, for the sake of the Champions League. We 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 will be going for uh, top four, uh, guys. Okay, so normal format. We'll have a quick look back at the Southampton game. Uh, it was a <laughs> two games of yin and yang. Um, the Southampton game, uh, we came from behind um, uh, when Lacazette had a, a, a sitter. He missed an absolute sitter yeah. uh, to go one nil down. Uh, and then uh, uh, we went up the other end. Pepe scored within five minutes. Albert, what did you make of um, the Southampton game, first of all? Firstly, it was a good game of football. Very good game of football to watch uh, as, as a neutral. But, um, yeah, it was... Um, you make a good point, Fergus. Lacazette, I think this is the one thing Arsenal fans have been critical in terms of his time at Arsenal, um, that he's just not clinical enough. And to me, that I, I, it sounds harsh. I wouldn't actually give the goalkeeper credit. I actually think Lacazette should have scored period. And then literally minutes later, Southampton get the goal from a training ground routine. Um, Pepe was caught sleeping, but we responded pretty well, mate, to be fair. And we did, we did to Southampton what Southampton did to us in the cup in terms of, mm. we learned from our mistakes in terms of having more of a high press. The, the passing was more slick. It was more quicker. I was glad to see Saka still stay on the right-hand side and not you know, to put Pepe on the right, I just think it makes sense tactically, logically. Pepe's very one-footed. Keep him on the left-hand side of the three. Um, I was pleased. I thought it was a very good performance, actually. Um, from start to finish, other than that, you know, Southampton going one up. But, you know, I've complained week after week that we don't start well, we don't finish well. But actually, for a sustained period of that match, I thought we did pretty well. Um, I actually went for a draw, funny enough, but... I'm I'm more than happy to be pre to be pleased wrong mate. Good performance. Trev, your thoughts on the game? 
um, you know, Lacazette missing that sitter. Um, the, 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 the lineups we had uh, Trules in the in in the chat saying Saka versus Southampton. Saka won, um, it, and I think it was key the change to the personnel to why we got that result and also the attitude. Take yourself off the <laughs> Every time you do it to me, Fergus, you put me on mute and then you don't tell me until I've started talking. You're out of order. <laughs> Bang out of order. <laughs> anyway, I'm oh, just dear. I'm upset with Terry Greenwood because anybody that calls Spurs spuds is no good. They're not spuds. That's a, that's an insult to a potato. Terry, <laughs> you should know better, son. Right, anyway, the, the game against Southampton, yeah, we put our best team out, didn't we? And didn't it show, you know? I was, I, I'm, I'm with Albert. I thought that Lacquer's miss early on was, even by Lacquer's standards, was a very yeah. poor finish. Because if you look again, the goalkeeper's gone down before he hits it. And a striker should be seeing that goalkeeper yeah. go down and not hitting it out of his leg there. He should be chipping it over his leg. Alabama Yang would have lifted that over the keeper 100 times out of 100. He wouldn't miss that chance. But after that, Southampton go and score, and we're all thinking, oh, my Lord, I've pulled all my air out. And, and but, but, but when we go up the other end and we score, we don't look second best for the rest of the game, do we? You know, we ride out like a tiny little bit, but we, we, we don't look second best for the rest of the game. And... And talking about Saka on the right, I, I think that Saka on the right is so important for us yeah. because not only is he the best player in the country, not only is he the best player in the country, bar none, he just gives us that threat on the right that we haven't had. Teams knew previously that if we're going to attack, we'll go down the left with Tierney, Martinella, yeah. Martinelli or Saka. But we don't now. We have options on both flanks. We have options on... Even when Tierney didn't play, we had... Cedric making the threat on the left flank. And if we're a threat down both flanks, we're a much, much better side, as has been shown, Fergus. Steve, your thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, it's already already summed up. It was a good game of football. Um, disappointing to go one nil down, especially coming straight from straight from the other end after Lacazette missed that. And and yeah, you should either be chipping it up or noticing that the keeper's gone down and, and taking it past him to to slot it through, sort of like what Saka did. Um, you know, just, yeah, just read what the keeper's doing and any top striker does that. Um, Were you worried the, when we went one one goal down, as Mark asked in the chat? Um, apart, normally, if, whenever we go 1-0 down, you, you always get the, oh, here we go. You know, you get that sort of moment of dread. And, and I don't often get that, but considering how everything went on... That you know, on the previous game in the cup, a part of me was just like, oh, just you know, we've missed one, they've scored, we might be in it here. But uh, no, I thought, I thought, apart from that, and they, they didn't have much, they didn't have much to threaten us with. We got a goal soon after, you know, the Pepe goal was decent. Um, yeah, and I think, I think, as as both have summed up, we, you know, we changed changed the team around. We bought bought our best players in. And and we did well, and I and I think Pepe, to be fair, on that left hand side, even in the Europa League when he's been switched over to the left, when Williams come on or whatever, I think he's looked better playing off the left, which is strange because he is so left footed. So cutting in on that left foot is is normally his his key weapon. But I think just being on that left hand side and being able to play the passes in and and do more, I, I think he looks better on the left. So I hope we continue with that. 
today, to be honest. And Leno's performance overall, guys, um, Stuart Armstrong's opener for the Southampton was the first Premier League goal that Arsenal conceded in the league since Tammy Abraham scored against uh, against us um, again with, uh, for Chelsea on Boxing Day. Um, and it ended a run of 367 minutes. Um, I've often uh, criticised some of um, uh, Leno's uh, sort of um, tactics and the way he parries the ball. I think he's improved vastly, and I said it in last week's podcast, I think he's improved vastly over the last three or four weeks. Trev, what did you make of his performance overall? I knew you'd have to bring Leno up, Fergus. I knew. I was sitting here thinking then, you wait for it. You wait for it. He's going to bring Leno up. But at least you've been praising him today. Yeah, Leno's fine, mate. You don't need to say any more about Leno than he's fine. We've got ourselves a decent goalkeeper, which we've wanted for years when you think of what we've had. Obviously, it helps a goalkeeper having an improved defence in front of them because having a good defender gives a... Give it, excuse me, having a good goalkeeper gives the defence more confidence and vice versa. Having a good defence in front of a goalkeeper gives the goalkeeper more confidence and they bounce off each other. And if, if you work them together, then you see the improvements we've made. A lot of people are brushing over the fact that we've got the second best defensive record in the country now. But when you think about the poor start we've, we had and where we were and what our goal difference was at the start of the season, it's a massive improvement and it needs to be mentioned. So I've got no problem with Leno and I've got no problem with our defence. Interesting to chuck a question back at you, boys. I hope you don't mind, Fergus. Well, I know you don't, actually. Who would you have today, Louise or Gabriel? I can't make my mind up, really, to be honest. It depends. It depends. And if you look at Gabriel, to, to answer the question, I rarely answer the questions. I normally ask them. But to... to, to... Uh, it depends which Gabriel's available. If it's the Gabriel that we saw the other day who looked... Uh, I can't remember if it was the cup game or the, or the league game. He just game. looked, yeah, he just looked tired. He looked, um, he he looked off with, the pace. With, with the uh, football, yeah. yeah, and and he had coronavirus uh, and everything else that goes with that as well. So um, I probably I'd probably go with Louise or Mari. Is Mari available? I don't think Mari is available. I've, I've got the the team team. No, stuff, not, not available today, Fergus. Okay, okay. Listen, Otherwise, Fergus, I'd be uh, with you, pal. I'd be with you, pal. I agree. Hmm. Yeah. Anybody uh, who, who who would you guys go with, Louise or or, or um, Gabrielle, the, uh, Albert? Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. If it's down to me personally, I wouldn't have David Louise anywhere near the team. But um, <laughs> but I do. I, I would have Gabrielle. But I I think I, Arteta will. I I think Arteta will pick Louise today personally. I'll do. Yeah. Think yeah. I, I I think the same. I would have Gabrielle. I just think, you know. As, as Trev said, the, the Gabriel that we saw, as you said as well, Gabriel that we saw, we've seen the last couple of times we've seen him has, has been shaky. But let's remember, this is the guy that got three player of the months when we yeah. were on the back foot for so long. He was outstanding when he first came in at this side. And I think, I, I, I think you really have to have to look at the sort of performances he was given then when the whole team was was misperforming was under under underachieving underperforming i can't get my words out i think you've really got to look at that and say actually you know he's probably shaky at the moment and rusty at the moment yeah. because he did play so well at the start and then he did miss a lot of football before he before he went missing he obviously you know got red carded and and had had a couple of shaky games, but I just think I just think that was just burnout. He'd come into a new league, he's upped his tempo, he's playing out of his skin, and he's he's started to tail off. So I would have Gabriel. I do think 
that Louise will play, though. Yeah. OK. Uh, just to finish up on the Southampton game, a couple of facts. Uh, Saka became the second English teenage, teenager to score for Arsenal in consecutive Premier League appearances after Ashley Cole in October 2000 uh, on, on the Southampton... <laughs> yeah. And, and on the Southampton side, you do it every bloody time. <laughs> you catch me. That's, that's, that's the really, that's really crap thing about it. Every time you catch me. And on the Southampton side, uh, Ward Prowse, uh, at 26 years old and 86 days, made his 258th uh, Premier League appearance, become the ninth youngest player uh, to reach that milestone in the competition's history. And what a good player he is too. Um, so uh, party got a run out. Um, against uh, in in place of El Neni, I believe, um, on in in the Southampton game, he uh, he and Smith Rowe would be assessed, uh, but Kieran Tierney is expected to be available. Uh, Bamiang, I'm not sure he's travelled. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I was trying to Google. Um, on uh, on Google, funny enough, I was trying to. It's better to Google on Google than other other search engines may be available, as they say. <laughs> but uh, I was I was trying to Google where uh, Abamyang's mum actually lives. She's of Spanish origin. She's in France. Uh, he was in Italy as a kid because his dad was a scout uh, who's also called Pierre, um, but known as Yaya uh, in for AC Milan. I don't know where she lives, so I'm just thinking quarantine and and, and stuff like that. My daughter uh, is going to be flying into the UK from Europe uh, next week, and she's going to have to do ten days of quarantine. Not that you can go anywhere, or do anything, but um, uh, so I'm I'm wondering, is that why he's not available, or what? There's lots of rumours. There's lots of stuff out there. I'm not really going to go into it, um, but yeah, it, I I just hope he comes back, and when he does come back, that he comes back. Um, Revigorate, reinvigorated, and starting uh, to put his shooting boots on because he's what's he scored in the league? Five, six goals this season. Yeah, about that. that. Yeah, um, but it was, it was, it, in fairness to the man, Fergus, he was before this unfortunately happened, and I wish him all the best. By the way, whatever it is, not listening to the speculation, he was starting to pick himself up, wasn't he? You know, he was working well off the front with the young lads. So hopefully he'll come back and just continue what was already becoming an improving season for him, mate. To be honest, um, yeah, I hope I hope so. I hope so because we do need him. Because the only player that's got into double figures for us um, this season uh, in the league is Lacazette. He's just hit ten goals. Uh, when so you know. And I looked at the top 24 top goal scorers in the Premier League. Obviously, there's not an Arsenal player in there. And we're normally there or thereabouts for Golden Boot, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, Eric Bailey missed Wednesday's defeat to Sheffield United with a minor injury, but he's fit again. Lind uh, Lindelof uh, will be fit despite his long-standing back problem. Man United, for me, and I, I know Trev said in the chat, you miss this game um, more than many others. And... Uh, Terry uh, pulled you up and said, no, the Spurs game. Why do you miss this game in particular then, uh, Trev? Well, I'll tell you, don't listen to Terry. Don't listen. Terry knows nothing. He's a he's very, very good mate of mine. But he knows, talks rubbish, says our Terry. Does our Terry. I love him, but he talks rubbish. The reason is because of... It's because of the history, you know, this was always the game in the late 90s and the early 2000s, Fergus. 
you're guaranteed that when Man United and Arsenal played each other, something was going to happen. Something was going to grip you as a fan. You know, there was going to be a pizza thrown around or there was going to be a punch up on the field or Vieira and Keane falling out in the tunnel, you know. Um, Rooney falling over when Sol Campbell worked within five yards of him to end our 49-game unbeaten run. I still hate Rooney for that, by the way. Ate him with a vengeance. No time for the kid. So there's, there was always something going on. Yeah, but, but Trev, 49-49 undefeated sounds so much better than 50 games, 50 games. Under, I, I, I don't know. What are you talking about? Ring to it. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, I'll shut up. I'll talking, shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> talking absolute rubbish again. Absolute rubbish. Put your ass on the seat and talk out the other end for once. Anyway, <laughs> listen. <laughs> But over the last few years, boys, it's died off, and it because what's yeah. happened is we're not the, we're not the the two best teams in the country anymore. So the focus has been elsewhere. But for me, with the history of the game and and the, and the, and and what what the, the memories it brings back, you know, two of the greatest ever cup finals. You boys won't remember it, but nineteen seventy nine, I was fortunate enough to be there when. Alan Sunderland popped up and scored a last-minute winner after we'd been 2-0 up. And then, of course, the, the, the most magical nil-nil draw I've ever seen, the nil-nil draw in the final against Man United. And what happens? Um, up pops Patrick Vieira with his last ever kick for Arsenal to score the winning penalty, you know? That was the so most dreadful about... FA Cup final as well, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? it was terrible, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, no, we won it. It don't matter. We won it. Yeah, United, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then Big Tony's popping up there like the old married couple. I wouldn't swap it for yeah. my missus for all the tea in China, Big Tony, let me tell you. Not a chance. <laughs> Tony, I can guarantee you I'm definitely the male part of this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, what does this game mean to you? Albert, I'll go to you first. What do you, what do you think of the Arsenal-Man United game? Uh, I'm sure you're younger uh, than me and so is Steve. You would have grown up knowing this as... Obviously, the North London derby is huge for an Arsenal fan anyway because yeah. it's a local derby and so on. Um, but it was the biggest... Super Sunday game, everything else that it was. Go on, Albert, first. Yeah, I'd echo sort of what Trev was saying. Um, for me, like from late 90s to mid-2000s, um, unbelievable game. I mean, I, sh it, I think it shows how far both clubs have fallen in the sense of, you know, they've been talking about this game as a social media derby because all it is is people just bantering. And before it was, you know, we're, we're having a go at each other, talking about league titles and winning trophies. But... You know, it's been renamed sort of the social media derby, like I was saying. Um, it's just more banter, really, because of where the two clubs are at. But yeah, it's um, we've had, we've had some unbelievable games, whether it's um in the league, uh, uh, Highbury Emirates, OT. I mean, the one that the one game that actually sticks out in my mind. I mean, the obvious one is, you know, you know, winning league title in ninety seven, ninety eight, but um, beating Man United at, at Highbury in ninety seven, David Platt with that outstanding header. I mean, that was. That gives me chills just thinking about that goal. Is it, you know, unbelievable moments? And then, um, like Tress said, the cup final, not a great watch, but you know what? Who, who remembers that when Vieira sticking it in the, you know, in the goal to win the FA Cup? And yeah, just great memories. And it's just, it's, it's a game I look forward to. People, it's a big game, obviously, when you think about it in isolation of May United versus Arsenal. But in terms of how big it is in terms of going for league titles, it's, it's a, it's a non-starter, mate, unfortunately. But, Hopefully, we'll get back to them days sooner rather than later, mate. Mm. Steve, you, you, your views on the game overall? Yeah, um, 
yeah, I'm I'm of the age where you know up until the last couple of years I've only ever known Arsene Wenger. So to ha- you know it was always Wenger and Fergie. So yeah, one of the biggest games growing up. Um, and then sort of when I got more more and more into the Arsenal, more and more back into football. You know, it was, it was frustrating that we hadn't beat them for so long. And, you know, I remember, I think it was 2015 when it, you know, we won 3 0. Ozil scored, a, scored the, the bounce Who? shot. Sanchez, <laughs> Sanchez scored a couple That's of. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, so, so it's even, even when both teams had dropped off, it was. It was still that, you know, they were the, the bogey team. They were the ones that we still hadn't beaten for so long. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a huge game, uh, huge game for me. And and apart from apart from the, you know, that lot down the road, as Albert says, the social media aspect to it as well, they're yeah. always chipping. They're always coming out of the woodwork when something happens with Arsenal and then they disappear again. Well, I'm in a in a in a group chat with a few friends, and and they're they're all United fans. And the other night there was nothing. Three like half past three was the last message, and then at twenty past ten, I put a little note in. I was like, it's awfully quiet in here tonight. Oh, I've been busy today. Oh, you know, don't even go there. It's like they just, yeah. I must. <laughs> I must. I must admit, you talk about you talk about that ninety seven the plat uh, plat one and. and it does give you goosebumps yeah. when you think about it. But the the one that I remember the most was uh, I had my two brothers. I've got three brothers, but I, I um, one of them isn't really into football that much. But I had my two brothers and my dad in my front room. And we lived uh, near the Brownswood Tavern um, uh, uh, near Manor House, um, if people know it. And when we were at Highbury, I could go out in my back garden and I could hear the crowd singing. And I could hear the roars and everything else. And you always knew if you're watching it, you could hear the crowd scream and you and, and, and then it would happen on the telly because it's like a, a a few a few seconds delay. Was the Bartes one when he pulled his shorts up like that? And I think it was a three-one victory. And I was running around, I can hear the crowd <laughs> just lighting them up. So listen, we're, we're, we're we talk about those glorious days where both clubs were were uh, on such highs. And it was who's going to win the league? Is it going to be Arsenal? Is it going to be Man United? Um, Man United have equaled their club record of 17 away uh, uh, games without a defeat, winning 13 and drawing four. Arsenal have won five of the past six Premier League uh, games, drawing the other. So both teams are on good form. A really, really, really hard one to call. Um, Trev, how do you see this going? Where do you see uh, uh, the threats coming from uh, United? I'll go with that first and we'll go from there. Yeah. For, just before we move on, Fergus, there's a comment there. I can't find it now. Oh, Shane there. Uh, Wenger, when he got sent off at Old Trafford and went and stood behind the yeah. dugout, the shrug his shoulder. That's iconic. That should be his statue at Arsenal. Yes. That should be his 100%. statue at Ivory, you know. That should be it. But anyway, no, going back to Man United, Fergus. Well, obviously, for me, the biggest threat from Man United is is Fernandez at the moment. And he's, he, he's what's lifted them. He's like yeah. their Smith Rowe, you know, and Saka. It, he's taken a side that were playing very average and he's lifted him. And God, all the, I mean, I can't stand Fernandez. 
and, yeah. and, and all the fans are hating him. And I'll tell you why we hate him because he's playing decent football yeah. and he's making that side tick. And so I think we, we, we buttoned down on Fernandez today. We played tight on Fernandez. And I think, I think, oh, I, I won't talk about it now, Fergus, but I'll come back to it in a minute if you want. All over the rest of the pitch, I can make a reason for us being a better side today. I really can. I don't know if you want me to expand on it now, mate, or yeah, leave it yeah, a minute. Yeah, far, but, no, far away, far away, because we're waiting on the team news. All right. Uh, well, I honestly think that Pogba won't be able to handle our quick game. He, he, he's, he's not. He, he's been lazy. His energy levels have looked low. Although he plays, he does play well occasionally. He doesn't play at a pace, and I think our young lads might overrun him in the middle of the field. I'm hoping for that. I think that down the flanks, I think that Tierney and Saka. I don't think Man United's wing-backs, although I think Shaw's had a cracking season, and I like mm. the fact Shaw's had a cracking season because I think Mourinho was horrible to him. I don't think that their full-backs are anywhere near a class to stop an informed uh, Saka and Tierney or even Pepe. Yeah? So I think we win it down the flanks. I'd like to think that Smith-Rowe, with the ball at his feet, running at them defenders, would be able to would be able to dance around old Slabhead, you know, because as much as <laughs> Slabhead comes forward and he scores the odd goal with it, if a player runs at him and he's got the ball as close to his feet as, as Smith-Rowe runs, I think Smith-Rowe will overrun him. I'm really hoping so. And importantly as well, De Gea is due a nightmare. De Gea... Yeah, one. Uh, yeah he's due another one. They come in twos and threes with De Gea. And I'm telling you for now, if we put the pressure on him, hit some shots at him, I could the only the only the only danger to us today is Fernandez, and hopefully we'll kick him off the park early in the game. He'll cry his eyes out and disappear. I so. so I I I feel good about it. I really feel good about it, Fergus. Steve, where yeah, do you I, see the main main threat coming from United? Um, to be fair, I think if depending on what sort of what sort of. <laughs> I was gonna make I was gonna say what sort of lunch he's had. Probably Rashford. You know, I think Rashford, if he, if he wants to play, he can play and he'll pop up at any moment. And, and I think, you know, Trev's got a fair point in saying that he's probably got an argument for everywhere else on the pitch. But I think left wing, I think Rashford, Rashford gets in. Um, yeah. I don't think Martial is is all that good. I don't think Greenwood or James, if he's if they're playing on the right, is that good? Hopefully they'll try and you know, try and do something a bit different and we end up having matter somewhere in the side. I mean, that would be, that'd be glorious because we would absolutely run rings around them. Um, I'm confident. I, I, I said to said to a friend, I think I can't see them winning. I can see it either being a draw or an Arsenal win. I can't see anything different. Um, and just on Fernandez, I think he is a good player, but I, I, He's he's riding those stats. He's riding on those penalties. I think a lot of people are so overhyping the guy. I think he's a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but I just think he he's not as good as everybody on on the TV. Everybody on the in the press makes out. He he is quite lazy. He throws a lot of missed passes. Um, and I think yeah, if you contain him and you don't you don't allow him in the box because as well he's a dirty dirty player. Always trying to stamp, always trying to get on the back of other people to go down. He's he's like dribbly Harold down the road. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Fernandez uh, is good, but I think we've got this. Albert, um, if there's anything you want to add on the United threat, uh, please feel free to. 
but let's try and look ahead towards the Arsenal uh, yeah. threat and the Arsenal team that we think should go. Should Odegaard, however it's pronounced, um, start? Will Smithrow start? Uh, do you do you play Pepe? Or do you play Martinelli? Um, there's a lot of questions in there. Yeah, yeah, I was good. Yeah, I was going to mention. I was going to mention about team lineups, but um, you know what? I think what I've kind of noticed with the United thing is um, not all their fan base, but I had a, I had a good um, lad on my channel doing a match preview. He's quite realistic, but they're doing the whole. You know what it is, Fergus? The last few years they've come to um, the Emirates. They've come to Arsenal, hell of confident, very confident, very very confident. But now I've noticed a sort of sort of shift change, and you know Arsenal playing well, and they've. Ain't lost in six games, and I think you'll win. I think it's 60 40 in Arsenal's favour. I can see what they're doing. They're trying to just take, they're trying to taper it down, but you know, they're only a point off well, the top. They, but, um, go on, mate. They, they, they could lose three consecutive top flight game away games against the Arsenal since 1991. Uh, and we're undefeated in the past four Premier League meetings, uh, winning three and drawing one and keeping three clean sheets. So, um, you know. Christ, if we can convert that back into 1999 and 2000, we'd be running around with our things hanging out. You know what I mean? Um, but, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, on paper, we look like we've got this, but I'm always very scared. Yeah, yeah 100%, mate. Um, I mean, I've gone for an Arsenal 2 0 win. Um, because, yeah, and that's pretty, that's pretty confident for even someone like me. But um, I just got a feeling we'll win today. And I think United fans are probably worried because. That, you know they're not they're not sold on those two centre-halves in Maguire and um, Lindelof. So I think in terms of when you mentioned about Pepe, I actually do think he will start. And what I would like to see is obviously I want Pepe to start on the left of the three and Saka to start on the right. But I would like to see a bit of interchange because Pepe gave Luke Shaw a nightmare last season, and I think there's a potential that could happen again. And I think Saka, as good as Wamba Saka is defensively in in the league, I would say. Um, I still think Saka in the form he's in could give him some problems. So I'd like to see them not be too stationary, bit of interchange. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think United would be very happy to get a point, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, I'm going for Arsenal to win, mate. And so I think it will go. I've got a the lineup should be up any second now. Predicted lineup yeah. I've got is um Leno, Holding, Louise, Bellerin, Tierney, Party, Shaka, Saka, Smithrow, Pepe, as you say, on the left, and uh Lacazette as a uh, yeah. Point man, anybody vary that ever so slightly? I'm waiting any second now. The actual team news to come out. Trev, would you vary that in any way? Would you uh, rotate anybody? Um, I'm not sure. I'm just about to tell you because the team's just been announced. Oh, here we go. And, go on. Uh, if they're all fit, then yes. It, it, it popped up on my phone, and now I've lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> right, What's happening? Fergus, final lineup. Final line. Uh, I am. I am looking for you. Keep on talking. <laughs> I've just seen in the chat that Trolls wants his countrymen to start too soon. Trolls too soon. We'll stick him on a bench and we'll break him in nicely, my friend. Trolls. Yeah. Left back. Odegaard. Odegaard. Ooh, the team's out I've somewhere, boys, but, but I can't find. Well, I know. I know. Who, I know who we're playing against: De Gea, Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw, uh, Wambazaka, McTominay, Fred, Pogba. Fernandez, oh. Rashford, and Cavani. Uh, I'm still looking for a graphic that we can share with you about yeah, the Arsenal. It's, it's it is very scary. Look, on the Arsenal. It's not on I'm Arsenal. Seeing, uh, yet. I'm seeing a lot in the chat. But... Yeah, I'm seeing. Here a few we go. 
Yeah. Here we go. So the lineup is Leno, Cedric Suarez uh, at left back, David yeah, Luiz, Bellerin, and Holding um, in the Christ. making up the defence. Martinelli, Party, Smithrow, Shaka, Pepe, and Lacazette. Actually, I I think I'm all right with that. I, Tierney's obviously not fit. Yeah, um, no so Suarez. Make What's it that? bigger, Fergus. Make it bigger, I'm an old fella. I can't see that. Right, let me just Jesus. take that off the screen for a second, and then I'll play around with it. You've seen the lineup. That's um, there we go. Uh, add to stream. There we go. There we go. That's so well. you've got Leno, Cedric oh, Suarez, well. David Luiz, but old man Trev can see it. Bellerin, Holding. Martinelli, Party, Smithrow, Shaka, Pepe, Lacazette. On the bench, we've got Elneny, Chambers, and William. Uh, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, Ranyarison, Eddie, um, Gabriel, Odegaard, and Willock. So Tierney obviously has a problem. Um, some yeah. people, Shane, in the chat are saying it's going to be a three at the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be four. That's just written weird. That's just written weird. We haven't got the defensive players to play three at the back. Look, there's no, there's no way there's three centre backs there. And again, no. look how it's look how it's listed on the Arsenal. Mm. That's that's all over the place. But no, it's it's a four two three one. Definitely, absolutely, it's big Stevie. Absolutely, it's big Stevie. It's four two yeah. three one. Um, and if Tierney's not fit and Mari's not fit, I don't know how we put a better side out. To be honest. Yeah. The, the yeah. most important one for me there, boys, and we've not mentioned him much today, is is, is our man Party, in it? Boys, mm -hmm. speaking as I see, how good does that lad look? By God, yeah. he looks good. He ain't even 100% party. yet, Trev. <laughs> and, and he's lifted, he's yeah. lifted Xhaka. He's lifted Xhaka to another level, a massive another level he's lifted yeah. Xhaka to. So it's like we've gained two players in midfield instead of one, you know. So I'm so pleased to see Party in there. I think we're at our strongest there. If if Alabama, Yang and Tierney and Mari aren't fit, then that's that's about the best we can do, boys, I reckon. I'll tell you what does yeah. worry me a little bit. Like apparently it's got a, a, a hip issue. Oh, okay. Just noticing um, on the bench there, no Matt Ryan. Runison is the uh, is the backup keeper. He's injured, Steve. Oh, He's what? injured. He's injured. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. how many more players are we going to bring that bring in that are already injured? Although, on that note, how many people were trying to throw a spanner in the works the other day, saying, "Oh, we're getting Odegaard and he's he's already injured." Typical Arsenal trying to cause shit online. Excuse my French. <laughs> and he's on the bench. He's fit. So. Mm. <laughs> And just just to confirm, hang on a minute. The Man United lineup. Where's Saka? That's what we've been saying, Trev. We'll be talking. <laughs> so the, the, just to confirm, the Man United lineup: De Gea, Lindelof, uh, um, Maguire, Pogba, Cavani, Rashford, Fred, Fernandez, Shaw, Wan-Bissaka, and McTominay. Um, Albert, how does that lineup worry you or not? That's the exact lineup I thought it'd be for Manchester United. I, I would have been shocked if Cavani hadn't started um, with the way Martial's played of recent. So um, there's with, with Man United, there's no surprises there. With, with the Arsenal lineup, by the way, um, it, as I said when I was, on your, I was on your podcast last time, it's 
obviously we've got a couple of injury issues there, which I which I totally understand why the personnel is different. Um, but usually with Arteta, there's a there's a curveball normally in there anyway in terms of the team lineup. But if that, like the guys have mentioned, if that is what is available, then I, I I'm not too disappointed with that. If I'm being honest, looking at that first eleven. Mm. Um. What did you make of uh, Trevor? What did you make of the the Man United lineup? Does it worry you in any way? Is it, who who in that starting eleven uh, uh, bothers you too much? Do you know what, Fergus? I, I've not really took a lot of notice of this back now, and I could look at it, but I was still gobsmacked that that Saka's not playing. I know you'd mentioned it, but I I just take it for granted. I didn't even look. It's just in my head. Saka's playing every yeah. game, you know. And and I missed it, and I'm gobsmacked. And I'm telling you, if, if Saka's not injured and our Mr. Arteta has left him out the biggest game of the season against Man United to give him a rest, I'm going down and having words with Mr. Arteta. He's got me knocking on his door. I'm telling you for nothing. But if he if he is out for a reason, then it's the best we can do. Yeah. But as I said before, it's with the Man United side, it's obviously Fernandez. Rashford's got a goal in him. I think Cavani lifts them up front. Cavani gives them a different presence. So I, I could have done without him starting, if I'm yeah, honest. I'm surprised 100%. to see him starting, actually. Surprised to see him starting. But I still think, I still think we can get the better of that defence. Mm-hmm. And um, Odegaard, do you think he, he gets... Uh, a call out at some point for Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't you don't put him on the bench if you, if you haven't yeah. got plans to, to bring him on for 10 15 minutes at least. You yeah. don't put him on the bench. No, he, he, he uh, plays. Trills in the chat says, you guys uh, know that we already got played for... Oh, Jesus, thanks. <laughs> go on, Berg, uh, have a go. <laughs> from Godfett. Uh, in the top division of Norway, he was 15 years old and also trained with another top division team. Oh, <laughs> good on, John Darlin. Uh, and he's a special... Uh, in a special repeat agreement. That, Fergus. Repeat that, yeah. please. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, you know what? I, I put that comment up and I thought, oh, crap. You <laughs> did well, Ferguson, mate. You done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, listen, it's all the IKEA furniture I've got downstairs. It, it, was help, it helped me tremendously. <laughs> oh, so, um, score predictions, what are we looking at? Steve, let's go with you first of all. What do you think, looking at a score prediction? I think. I want to say 2-0, but I just know somewhere down the line that Twonk's going to get a penalty. So, 2-1, Arsenal. Albert? Yeah, hopefully we'll end there. Well, they unbeaten away from Roman for about a year. Um, I'm going to stick with one. Yeah, Yeah, um, bold, but I'm going to go for Arsenal 2-0. Okay. And Trev? Yeah, well, do you know, I went 3-0 earlier, Fergus. I really could see us winning today, but... With no Saka and no Tierney, yeah. I'm going to have to moderate that uh, that that prediction and go with 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 the boys and go for a two 0 to the Arsenal. The only thing that worries me, the, the biggest worry for me about them scoring a goal, is if our man Xhaka, who is prone to putting in yeah. a stupid tackle, especially early in the game, in our penalty box, gives away a penalty. That's the only way I can see them scoring. Uh, I've just had a text come pop up on my computer from. Um, my 
uh, Man United supporting nephew in America, and he just said that Arsenal lineup is a, is laughable. Uh, Cahill, uh, should you be watching this? Just you should just shut up and wait till after the game <laughs> before you start doing that. You might be fourteen, but if you want to live to fifteen, just shut up and wait till after the game. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, I still can't believe no Saka. Yeah, it's deflating. It is. It is. It is. It is, it is deflating, I, I, yeah. Albert. Yeah. It's proper deflating. I'll tell you what we can be thankful for, though, because three weeks ago, four weeks ago, if Saka would have been out of the side, we know exactly who would have replaced him. This time, we got Pepe and Martinelli instead. So yeah, point. just point. be thankful. Yeah. Point. <laughs> do, do you know, it's interesting you say that, Big Steve, my mate, because I was talking last night, well, before my internet crashed, I was talking with Potsy last night. And I was looking at who we've got available and who we're playing. You don't realise how much our squad has changed over the last few months. I mean, I was looking at our squad and thinking about who who might play and be on the bench. And I wrote them all down. And I hadn't even put Nelson, Willock Mm -hmm. and and, and Ketia on the list. You know, so we are changing. We, We are moving forward, I think. No disrespect to them young lads, by the way. No disrespect at all to them young lads. But we are developing. The plan is moving forward. Uh, we, we are strengthening in all the right positions. And think about it, boys. We played Man United a little while ago, you know, only a few weeks ago. And we're thinking, oh, God, this we don't need this. We don't need this. But all of us are sitting here today and we've predicted a win for the Arsenal. And we're mm-hmm. sitting here with some amount of confidence. And our best mm-hmm. player ain't playing. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm with Steve. I'm going 2-1. I'm going 2-1. Um, I don't think there's very much else going on at the minute. The Aubameyang story uh, goes on. Transfer window, I think it's probably done. It's just a case of um, yeah. maybe who goes out on loan. Does Willock, uh, Nelson, or Maitland-Niles go out on loan? Uh, with Maitland-Niles, uh, Albert, I'll put this to you first. With Maitland-Niles, there's talk of him going to either West Brom or with Big Sam are down to um, St. Mary's on a loan till the end of the season. Um, would you lend him? Would you sell him? Do you, do you have any belief left in him? And if you were to lend him off those two clubs, which one would you send him to? Um, I'm going to do it in reverse order. It'd be Southampton. That's the first one. Um, mm-hmm. Why? You see, you see with Ainsley, um, so let me ask that bit. Um, I just, yeah. I, think, I think he's, I mean, when I heard the West Brom one, I, I just didn't, I couldn't see that happening. That's the, that was my first initial thought. But then when I heard that Southampton be interested, I thought, you know what, maybe that could happen. But sort of talking about him generally, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, personally, Fergus, I would have sold him at the time when it was, um, when the rumours about Wolves. Wolves. I mean, yeah. I know would Arsenal you fans. Would you, mate? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Arsenal fans were in, in hoot wallering and, you know, keep him and this and that. Arteta, quite clearly for me not once but twice has said the same thing about Ainsley Maitland-Niles it's up to him so there's obviously something he's not seeing that is not putting not that he's not even he's not even getting any game time at all um like like I said before it's nothing personal like Trev you might come in with like I don't really have any sentiment towards um a lot of the players out here I mean you know pick players come and go if Arteta doesn't see him necessary to be him in the team whether that's in midfield or right back or left back then you sell him 
I have no problem with that. Yeah, and Trev, what would, what would you do? Would you would you keep uh, our would you uh, sorry keep seller loan? And if you are to sell him, has his price gone up or down since the summer when that Wolves link where it was? I think it was twenty five million. I think or was it twenty five million? I'm I'm sure it was twenty five million. 20, less, than, less than that. I thought less than that, but yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure, Fergus, to be honest. But got to remember, Ainsley's a full England international, you know. Ainsley Merton-Niles is a full right. England international. And that ups his value a little bit. It's, it's interesting. Well, I think any, any, Terry... anybody who can eat a full English breakfast and was born inside the United Kingdom could be an England international these days. No, they couldn't, Fergus. You couldn't. <laughs> I wasn't born so, in the United Kingdom. Yeah, I know. That's why I said you couldn't. Jesus, you're hard work sometimes. <laughs> Listen, right? It's it's Terry's got a point, and Arteta's touched on yeah. it. That Maitland Niles yeah. seems to have a bit of a motivation and an energy mm. problem. When he plays well, Maitland Niles, he plays really well. And 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 I was of the view that he needed more game time, and we'd see an improvement in him. But I remember a game last season. I can't remember exactly what game, but he came on as a sub, and and Arteta stood on the on the sideline next to him, and. Arteta got a little animated with Maitland-Niles telling him what he wanted before he came on. And Maitland-Niles came on and ran around like a lunatic and played fantastically well. So we, we all knew what he was capable of. And and the chances he's got this year, although we can say he's short of game time, the time he has had and the odd chance he has had is not shone as he. He's not looked a yeah, player. He's not looked spot a on. player at all, you know. So... Yeah. So, yeah, I think if an offer came in and a cover, then, then maybe we should sell him. And the final kick in the teeth for me, for Ainsley, was the fact that when our left-back was out injured, Maitland-Niles yeah. didn't come in, which was where Maitland-Niles has been playing, you know. He chose Cedric out of position over Maitland-Niles. So that's dropped mm. him down the pecking order another peg. So the way it is, yeah, I'd sell him. I'd sell him. Yeah, 100%. Um, Steve, I, I was going to go on to uh, the fact about Maitland-Niles has got plenty of game time in the first team, in the Premier League, uh, in the Europa League. But generally, I think, was it one game or two games he's ever played in his preferred central midfield role? Do you think that's yeah. gone against him? Yeah, good He's point. played a couple in midfield and he's looked good. But I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles for us is another Oxlade-Chamberlain. You know, he's a guy that's that's come through the academy playing wide because of his pace. He's a guy that's wanted to shift into midfield, but because he can play midfield and he likes to get stuck in, they've dropped him back and put him in a fullback position. Um, and so absolutely versatility kills that sort of player because you say, well, he does a job at right back. He does a job at left back. He can do a job at midfield, but we've already got midfielders in front of him. We've already got fullback options in front of him. So he's not going to get a lot of game time. I feel... I feel bad for the fact that he come in the other week, he played at left back and he had a stinker. He mm. had an absolute stinker. But the week after, when Southampton in the cup, that should have been prime time for, for Arteta to say, right, go again. Show me what you can do. And for some reason he didn't. Cedric, however, came in at Southampton in the cup, had a stinker. The week later he's playing again. Why does Cedric get a second chance and Maitland-Niles doesn't? There's something that's in training. Yeah. And if you look back, any article, do a Google search, go back a few years. He had issues 
up with something when he was at Ipswich and his mum got involved and, and there was a big hoo-ha. He's had issues in when he was an academy player. Um, so it could be a motivational thing. It could be that he's got a chip on his shoulder. It, it could be a multitude of things. But when he's you know what, generally you know, played... You know what I think it is, Steve, because um, I'm, there was a comment in, in the chat. I'm, I'm desperately trying to run through it. And it is uh, a comment about uh, his attitude and training and stuff like that. I think he's just an extremely shy fella. Um, and I don't think he's able to put across um, uh, his character correctly. Um, yeah, because the, the, the reason I say this is um, somebody local to, to me here um, knows Maitland Niles and his son, uh, he knows Maitland, uh, his son and him are, are both friends. And he just said he's just a quiet fella. He likes to sit there, play on FIFA or whatever. He, he doesn't get involved in all the flash cars and the flash stuff. Yeah. So, Maybe it's just a confidence thing for the guy. He's come. He's come from very, you know, poor background. I think so. So I think he is a very humble professional. He's very confident in his abilities. We've seen in a few glimpses of interviews and after the FA Cup and the penalties, and we've seen that he's he's got that. But I I think yeah, it could be the fact that he just doesn't doesn't communicate well. It could be that, and so because he is confident and he doesn't communicate well, he doesn't quite have the ability to to sit and talk with Arteta or or whoever the manager may be. I don't know. But um, ultimately, I think a loan would do him well. Come back in the summer, see how the squad has developed, who we've got out. You know, is is Xhaka going to finally go? Is Elneny going to be gone? Is he going to get some minutes in midfield? Does he want to stay? I think there's a lot of things over the head of... Um, of Maitland-Niles at the moment. But I think ultimately at the moment, I think alone would be would be good for him. Play him in midfield or or at fullback for a team lower down the down the chain and, and just see how he gets on. But if someone comes in with an offer, also you you have to take it. Yeah, I I, I I think a decision needs to be made. So you can come in a sec, Trev. I heard you come up there. Um, I think a decision needs to be made in the sense of it, it, it we either lend him with the view to keep him on for two or three more years or else we capitalise now. I don't think, I think it's difficult with uh, clubs trying to sell players in this current environment because the money isn't around. Uh, we've got no money in our in our club because of uh, no match day revenue and other clubs are going to be in the same situation. I know uh, Tottenham and Arsenal heavily rely on the corporate and the match day uh, revenues just to, to keep them afloat. Go on, Trev. No, just from memory and put me right, boys, it, in credit to Maitland-Niles, in credit to Maitland-Niles, he's only a left-back, isn't he? Because two or three seasons ago, we were desperately sure we didn't have anyone to play there. He played Maitland-Niles at left-back. Left yeah. You what? I said Ar Arsene Wenger, when he first came in at the side, Arsene Wenger played him at left-back. Yeah, but he wasn't a left-back, was he? He was a midfield no. player. He was yeah, a, midfield a midfield player. player. And, and, and he played. Yeah, and he played there, and he played for some time there, and and he filled in a gap. Um, and 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 I think in the long run, that's put him back. That's probably been detrimental to his career going forward because he wants to play somewhere else on the field, you know. So, a credit to him there. But as I say, I can't see where he fits in this side now. I can't see where 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 we where he get, he's going forward. So if we get an offer for him, maybe he should go. Something else that came to mind, Fergus. Very, very, uh, uh, and this kick for Terry. I've got a feeling that Xhaka's going to be offered a new contract, you know. Oh, I've got a feeling that Xhaka's going to be offered a new contract. Playing well alongside Partey. <laughs> it could happen. 
I, to be honest, I hope it doesn't happen, and I can see it. I can see where you're coming from because he has improved as a player, uh, and he will only get better with party alongside him. Um, I feel, um, but following Crystal Palace, October 2019, I think it was, um, he should never have worn this shirt. Never mind the current shirt he's wearing ever, mm. ever, ever, ever again. Um, but let's not True. get into that one. True. It's, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Uh, listen, guys, um, I think we call it a day here because uh, we want to get carry on drinking our beer, uh, getting ready for uh, hitting top four and going to Champions League football. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there we go. Terry is 100% with me. Terry, you know. I, and listen, you're right. Everything you said about Trev is bang on. <laughs> Honestly, completely. You know, sub. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Listen, guys. Um, thank you for. Uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining uh, me on the podcast. My phone just went off and it just cut out everything. Um, thank you for joining me on the podcast, uh, Albert. Uh, again, brilliant. Tell people where people can find you. You've got your own YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me on again, mate. Pleasure, Trevs, and um, meeting Big Steve. So. Um... Yeah, Albert JTV, very easy to find on Twitter. My, my handle is AUMO57. Come and subscribe, gentlemen and ladies. Steve, tell people where they can find you and what else you do. Uh, yeah, so on, on Twitter, you can find me at Big Steve with two E's. Um, I'm a musician. I've you know got stuff out there. If you have a look, Big Steve, you can find me. Uh, pretty hard to miss. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's about it, really, and 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 here on Guns and Yellow Ribbons now and then. So, yeah, now and then you're on most then most <laughs> times. <laughs> you're on nearly as much as Trev and me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm on probably on the most, but I don't know why that is. Um, <laughs> I wonder. Tre Trev, uh, Natural <laughs> History Museum. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I, I I was really reaching. Where where can you find him? He, he tried another podcast and his laptop just failed. <laughs> it did. Oh, it did. Packed up, and, and I'm starting to get a delay back again now, Fergus. I've done it. Yeah, you've you, you it. So I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep quiet for the rest of the show. I can't get a word in anyway because you never stop. But uh, enjoyed it today. Looking forward to a big win celebration yeah. later. And uh, yeah, been a pleasure, boys. Been a pleasure. Thank you, uh, guys. I've I've rattled on about this week after week after week after week. Um, my wife uh, and I uh, both tested positive on the de uh, December the nineteenth for COVID nineteen. Uh, my wife subsequently got very, 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 very ill. Ended up in hospital uh, over New Year. Came home and then was readmitted again on the fifteenth of January. Thankfully, really thankfully, she got out. Uh, Thursday night and she's downstairs in the lounge uh, recuperating now uh, it, she is doing well it cost me a fortune on a bloody apple watch to make sure her sats are working and everything else I, I, I'm just beside myself like a mother hen at the minute but I just wanted to pass on this message even though she's home and she's on the mend and everything else it hasn't gone away it's still here okay the virus still exists all of us could get it None of us have any symptoms or somebody get a mild cold or get craps or, you know, you'll get something. But somebody could end up in hospital and be extremely ill or worse. There's people close to this podcast, friends of mine, 
who also have had even more uh, tragic terms than 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 I did, uh, and some family members as uh, friends of family members as well. So please, 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 just obey the bloody rules. Fergus, can I say something? Yes. Yeah, for just to go off the back of what Fergus said, and and Fergus and Trev know. Um, yeah, it's, um, Fergus is spot on. I've had personal tragedy with COVID, lose my mum to COVID in the first lockdown. It's it's tough, man. And obviously, when Fergus told me about his missus, um, sort of my heart kind of sank a little bit because obviously I've gone through it like many many people up and down the country. So, guys, please, 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 this is serious. Look after your loved ones and and stay blessed, man, because this thing is real. And I'm, I'm and I'm a living example of it. And to add a little bit of humour, wash your hands, keep your distance, keep Good, good comment. Good comment. Yeah. Listen, we don't want to make we don't want to make it heavy, but listen yeah, yeah, to yeah. Albert just said. Listen to what I've done. You know, other people around have had little and nothing. You can't. It's a lottery, boys. On that Fergus, note, thank you very Fergus, much. Fergus, Fergus, stop, stop, stop. Forget about Marty Lyman. Stop. <laughs> No, it's it's just it's just it's simple, right? It's simple because I've been lucky in that I've not gone through what Fergus and Albert have gone through. But the only reason we've not gone through is because I've listened to what Fergus has said and I've watched how he's suffered. I've listened to what Albert has said and I know how that young man has suffered. And so just take on board what they say. It's simple. We will be allowed out soon enough, but until we are. Just do as they say. These boys mm. speak for the truth. And they have experience of how bad this can get. So listen to what they say. Spot Thank on. you, Trev. Spot Thank on. you. Spot on, mate. Boys, enjoy the game. We'll do. Only one last thing to say. You have been watching a Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. It is by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. We're not out here to be famous, rich, or anything like that. We do it because it's sitting there having a beer, having a chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen, Steve. Um, <laughs> we're here just having a beer, having a chat, talking about the team we love and enjoying each other's company and enjoying you people joining us and, and watching us. Um, just one last thing to say, up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.